This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Welcome to Mind Your Business. I'm Lauren Feldman. I'm chief content officer of a growing community of businesses called the Oxford Center for Entrepreneurs, and I'm here with my co-host, Celeste Corrado, director of the Wharton Small Business Development Center. How's it going, Celeste? It's going well, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing great. Great to see you. Good to see you, too. And I'm freezing, man. (laughs) You, too? You're cool. That'll be over soon. That'll be over soon. I know we shouldn't complain. There's other parts of the the U.S. that are colder, right? That's true. Yep. Uh, Back with us today, Celeste, is our good friend and frequent guest, Gene Marks, owner of a consulting firm, The Marks Group, that specializes in helping business owners with their technology needs. Welcome back to Mind Your Business, Gene. Thank you very much, Lauren. I know I ask you this. Now, what are you majoring at Oxford? I'm very, I'm always very impressed when I meet you. The Oxford, Oxford Center has nothing to do oh, with any <laughs> educational uh, thing called Oxford. It has something to do with a guy named Cliff Oxford. Oh, I see. You have to okay. also ask where it's located because of his name. It's in Atlanta. It's in okay. Atlanta. I yeah. see. Okay, fine. And uh, and it's doing very well. Thank Good. you for asking. Good. We uh, nothing to do with the university. We haven't gotten quite as far along as I'd hoped to by now, but we are putting out a daily newsletter called The Morning Report. Which I get every morning and, and love I it. I do too. Yeah. Uh, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. We, uh, we work real hard on that, yeah. uh, trying to find all the things we can find that are that represent essential reading for entrepreneurs. It's, a, it's this roundup of all these articles that affect, um, if you're running a business, they impact you, right? So yeah. News right. and Actually, thought to some extent, the kind of things we uh, talk about right here. That's right. Uh, Gene, whenever you're here, we always talk about uh, technology that business owners use to run their businesses. So if anybody listening has a question or a comment about the technology that they're doing well with or that they're struggling with, we'd love to hear from you. We're at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. And Gene, we thought today we might, whenever, whenever you're here, we always get lots of calls about CRM, yeah. customer relations management yeah. software. Um, it, it just it seems to be a real pain point for a lot of people. You are a uh, consultant. You help business owners choose uh, which system to, to buy. Yes. Uh, why don't we start with, with the basics? Just tell us, what, sure. what, what's CRM? Sure. And, and if you're listening to the show right now and you're considering a CRM system or having issues with your CRM system, that's customer relationship management, um, you know, call it. Uh, uh, this is what we do for a living. Um, we have about 600 active clients that use CRM systems. We have had um, some just fantastic implementations and some bloody, tear-stained, profanity-filled failures <laughs> as well over the past 20 or so years. So we've really learned a lot. And there's a lot of systems that are out there. So what is the CRM we, system? We should say, by the way, that you, you have relationships with certain providers of these systems. Yes. But you are familiar with virtually all of them and you're willing to to say nice things about ones that you don't work with and bad things about ones that you do work with. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah, so we sell five of them, right? So officially, and as we talk a little bit more, I will disclose if I'm going to talk about, because I don't want to get the feeling that I'm pushing any of the products we sell, particularly because there's only, there's 10 people in my company um, and we can only sell so many applications, you know? So we've chosen the five CRM. I'm going to tell you what the five CRMs are. The Salesforce.com. Uh, we do Microsoft Dynamics. We do Zoho CRM. And we do Goldmine, which is like an older architecture one back in the day. Um, and then the last one um, is is called Nimble CRM that we sell, which is um, has an interesting take because of a, 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 an agreement they just did with Microsoft. Those are the five that we implement. But like you, you just said, I, I mean, I, I know of so many more um, that are out there, and we oftentimes come across you know companies that have specific niche needs, or I like to recommend other CRMs whether or not we implement them or not. Because uh, I've learned the hard way that implementing uh, something that's not right for a company is not just a good thing in the long run. So, so I interrupted you. You were about to tell us what what a CRM is. Right. Yeah. So um, a, a CRM, uh, it's again, it stands for Customer Relationship Management. Um, it is a it's a database, guys. Okay, that's all it is. Right. No matter what these vendors try and hype it up to tell you like it's going to change the world, it's just a freaking database. All right. But it's a shared database, and most of them now are uh, they're hosted. So they're most of them are like 
cloud-based online systems. And they really, what, what the data that you're keeping in there is basically everything that has to do with your business, everybody that touches your business. Celeste, we have touched each other, okay? Just on a professional <laughs> level, okay? And yes. I have a record in my CRM database for you at the Small Business Development Center at Wharton, okay? And not only that, but I have other records in there for other people at, at, you, at your organization that I've also met, right? So Celeste is in there. I've got some notes about you, the house that you've got, and the fact that you run away to the Caribbean, <laughs> oh, no. and all that kind of stuff. And Hey, hey Gene, I got some notes on my relationship with you, too. <laughs> yeah, so. we don't want to go. Be careful. That. But we've got, um, you know, I, whenever we speak on the phone or whatever, I've recorded our conversation. I've made notes from our conversations. I've got follow-ups with you, you know, that's scheduled if I want to remind us. And then whenever we exchange emails, it's all in there as well. And the reason why that's important to me is because I always want to continue to have a good relationship. You, you guys do such great stuff. So um, I've got information about you in my database so that um, I like to check in with you once in a while. So you never fall through the cracks, Celeste. Right? You, you'll hear from me. A few times a year. So check it in. Do you have a CRM at the Small Business Development Center? Yeah, we do. We're actually, actually, it's one of those legacy old ones. You're not excited about it? No, no, no. And we're forced to use it through, you know, because of, of our funders, government funders. Right. But to, to you know, a, a real life experience with Gene's, yep. you know, contact um, relationship management um, tool was um, I was shocked when I didn't respond and I got this little reminder note going, are you okay? Right. That's I haven't heard from you That's in a right, while. Yeah. So, I, listen, Lauren, I love Celeste. She's great. Sometimes not, not so great so with the emails. Not so great with the emails, okay? And whatever. And I'm like emailing her. She's, like, we she's know each not other. alone. She's right. She's in the Caribbean. God knows what she's doing. She's on the farm in her house, out in the woods, walking around. She's not responding to my emails. So, but I've got the CRM system, so I, you ain't getting away. I, I was going to say, is that built into the CRM yes, system? It, it was wasn't personally driven. Oh, I knew that. It's well, it's built, but then it's a reminder, so I yes. can personally, I can automate it and have an automated message go out. And in some cases, that's not a bad thing to do. In this case, it was just a reminder for me to reach back out to you and I just I yeah. personally emailed you because I know you personally. Yeah. Like, oh, I was a, wondering if that's robot. like some, some unique little comment made in your CRM. It, sometimes you it okay? is. Sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. But that's what a CRM system does, yep. guys, right? It's mm-hmm. like all these people, prospects, customers, partners, suppliers, anybody that is in your community, in your business world should be in that CRM system. Nobody falls through the cracks. Everybody in your company are sharing this data so that, you know, Celeste, if you call in to us or you send an email and I'm not around, anybody in my company can can see your record and see our, our transaction, you know, our history together or notes about you, whatever. And uh, and then people can respond you know, to you as if, you know, because you know, that's yeah. a customer building thing and really, really nice. And then finally, the biggest thing that CRM systems do, and I just want to be clear about this, is um, they really build an intangible asset for your business. Now, the Small Business Development mm-hmm. Centers, you guys are a nonprofit, so it's not like you're out. But if, if you and I were to go into business together, Celeste, and we had a company and a CRM system, and then one day we sell the company, somebody will pay us extra for that data in our CRM system. It's a big data world, and I'm finding a lot of my clients, if they commit to it and do it the right way, um, can really um, you know can really increase the value of their company. So I know some of the people listening to this are thinking to themselves right now, well, gee, how big a business do I need to have before I think about buying, investing in a CRM? Or you're thinking, um, I have a different kind of business. Which there's so many right. out there. Which one would be right for for me? Right. D- depending on what what type of business it is, depending on how many employees you have, all those kinds of things. And I'm just saying, here's your opportunity. Give us a call. One eight four four Wharton. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight. Six, six. I can tell you that any size business should have a CRM system, whether you're a freelancer, independent, um, or if you're a company with 50 or 5,000 employees, you should have a CRM system. Um, it is. I Sometimes I scratch my head at companies that, that don't have them, but they're tough to handle. They take a lot of commitment and a lot of work. But um, the prices are well, all. What are you talking about when you say tough to handle? Well, it's, what, where's the? It's a database, Lauren. So like the only, it's only as good as the data that you put into it. You know. So you know when I finish a conversation with Celeste, I go in there and I I 
complete my activity and I put some notes in and I schedule a follow-up. And I'm sure some make that easier than others. They do, but it still requires work. Well, there's some nuts and bolts questions that come up all the time about that. Like, okay, so, you know, I'm small. I start small. I'm, you know, got my Outlook contacts. Now, you know, it's time to transition to a a different, you know, right. more sophisticated one. What do you do with the old data? How do they transfer? And then the follow-on question to that is, I've got data now coming from the website, the email, the, you know, four or five different sources, and they keep growing. Yep. How on earth do you get your hands around that and turn it into an asset? That's, that's a great question. So let's talk about the first question about just um, um, the data itself. Like as you grow with your – say you start out with Outlook. You know, or I don't know, Gmail, you know, for example, and you've got information there and then you want to expand. You're like, you know what? We need to have a more of a work group system because I've got a couple of people in my office. And um, and by the way, Outlook and Gmail are probably fine for you if you're just you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, the capabilities that they offer for follow ups and all that are good. But say you want to expand, you want to grow up. Well, for starters, the good CRM systems today um, can import data from any of those widely used sort of email programs like an Outlook or a Gmail, spreadsheets, QuickBooks. They can bring that information in. You know, even if you're already like you've got you're using like an older system right now and you've got a lot of businesses have that. They've got an older databases or whatever. You can migrate to a CRM system. It will be a pain in the took us because it is going to be a lot of work to do and yeah. once you, there's it, it, you could do it it's just you know when you're coming from an older system it could be expensive to do or time consuming to do so you might have this decision to make that maybe we don't migrate all of our data maybe we just we leave the data in the old system the history and we just bring basic contact information into the new system and then if we ever need to go back and look at the history we'll just go back and look at it because the basic contact data is easy to bring into a new system going back and getting all the history is takes a little bit you know more of an effort so it's it's doable it's absolutely doable if you're working with a good partner or good help to help you implement it they should be the ones to um recommend the best way to go about doing it, but what, it is absolutely. What do you find, uh, Gene, with your clients? Are the, do they usually just stick with an old system that they don't like, so or do they bite the bullet? And it, well, it depends on on what they're looking to do, and it depends on what their culture is and what they're willing to invest. A lot of people are using like uh, spreadsheets, you know, right? I mean, or, or a homegrown system they built it in Microsoft Access or. Paradox or FileMaker Pro and when, when Bill Clinton was president and it's still working and that's fine. And um, so I, we, we encounter a lot of a lot of that stuff where like people just have like these old time systems. So they have to sort of bite the bullet if they want to take that step up to the next level and start using mm-hmm. these things. The best is if, if people are startups or they don't have a whole lot of history, you know, um, they just they, they you know, they, they can start with these things a lot easier. Um, but we had like we use Zoho. We should talk about specifics that are out there. We use Zoho, um, so we're eating the dog food because that's one of the products that we sell. Um, and there's a lot of good, and there's a lot of minefields in Zoho, which I'm more than happy to share. Um, and we used to use Goldmine, which is another product that we sell, which is some good and some minefields there. But we migrated up to Zoho. And um, how long ago? This was two years ago, and it was how painful. It was painful, and we do yes. this for a living. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I, we is. were using gold mines since like the mid nineteen nineties. I mean, it's literally that long. It's just a lot of data. So you were in early. I know gold mine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. remember gold mines? You have to yeah. be a certain age to remember gold mine. It's kind of like I remember <laughs> oh. the Brady Bunch, and I remember the Sting with Paul Newman and Robert Redford. If you, if you remember that, then you remember gold mine, right? <laughs> yes. So, so we migrated out of Goldmine into Zoho and it was painful to do um, and most of our data came over, not all of it. We had to learn how to do things a little bit different. But um, you know what? We bit the bullet and we haven't looked back and we're much, much better off because of it. So um, these the cloud-based systems now just offer so many so many great features. Now, Zoho, by the way, is like, you know, there there are systems out there, um, you know, like Sugar CRM, High Rise is a, you know, is is another CRM that's out there as well. There's, um, you know, different types of Agile, uh, you know, Copper. They're all, I, we don't sell any of those, but they're all great. You know, the one thing I've learned is that if you're running a small business, if you if you get any one of the mainstream CRMs that are out there, and there's a good 20 to 30 of them, mainstream ones, um, though, you know, 
you will probably be fine with any one of them <laughs> as long as it's just <coughs> implemented the right way. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think you have to get caught up in all the features and I, functionality. I'm glad you said that because that's another <clears throat> nuts and bolts question that comes up in our center is like, how on earth am I supposed to sort through which one I'm supposed to use? And then every time I turn around, there's a new one popping up. And Yep, I agree. Know. So some advice to you if you're looking for a CRM. First of all, there's a great site out there. It's called Captera.com. It's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A. It's free. And they do um, all this data analysis and work on business software, not just CRMs. And they have listings of the most popular, the fastest growing, you know, of, of CRM. And they're all sort of the mainstream guys that are out there. And it's a really, really good site to start with when you're when you're evaluating them. Having a good consultant working with you is also good. What, as well. what information would you look to first on Captera? What? It's a really good. First of all, I would look at the most popular ones. That's that's me because uh, you know again you know again you're running a small business. There's no reason for you to have to recreate the wheel. And uh, sorry, I don't don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you're probably not doing anything that much different than a lot of other companies. You might as well get one of the more. I don't believe that looking for something. I think looking for something for your industry is a waste of time. And I think people get um, they get all caught up in that. Like, hey man, I'm a manufacturer. I want a CRM built for you know companies like mine or what it's as long as you're doing pe- business with the human beings m- these crms the top 20 of them all of them are because they're, they're all managing people and companies yeah you know? if you're doing business with you know aliens from mars <laughs> fine then you probably need something else other than uh you know a standard crm application but don't go vertical i, I you know people making vertical crms are going to get all angry when they hear this if you've been thinking that you need to choose a CRM specifically for your industry and you disagree with Gene, give us a call. Yeah. We're at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Uh, or if you just have a, a further question uh, about CRMs, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you you talk about how you you sort of can't go wrong. There's yeah. so many. You know, there are a whole bunch of them out there. All of them do the basic stuff. Is there no one or two new ones that have some killer app that do something different? It's a good question. There are some nuances with some of the CRMs. So, for example, um, copper, I'll mention, we don't sell copper, um, but I wrote about them for Forbes. And and, um, they have, uh, they used to be called ProsperWorks. Their big thing is they integrate really well with Gmail. So it's like built it into Gmail and they just they just you know they're like sort of a Gmail based CRM. So if your company is using Google Apps, you know, and 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 Gmail, you know, maybe you get that CRM system that's just that much better integrated in with that. It's just, you know, a copper might be a good solution. Nimble, um, I mentioned them at the start of this conversation. They just signed a deal, because I, I wrote about these guys for Forbes. I write this CRM column for Forbes. So Nimble signed a deal with Microsoft uh, midway through last year, and now they're implementing it this year, where if you're a Microsoft Office user, you can purchase um, Nimble software. And it's again, these things are relatively inexpensive. They're like anywhere from, I don't know, 10 to $30 a month a user. But and it's built right inside of Microsoft Office, and it's sort of the stamp of approval from Microsoft. So, like, if you're a big Microsoft, you know, if you're using Microsoft in your business and you guys love it and Outlook and Office 365 and all of that, and you're only, you have, like, maybe less than 10 people in your company, Nimble is, like, a good solution for you there. Uh, but then again, if you've got a lot more people, maybe you want to get Dynamics, you know, for you as well. So, anyway. Let's take a phone call. If you've got a uh, question or a comment about uh, CRMs, call us at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Let's talk to Dave in Illinois. Welcome to Mind Your Business, Dave. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Doing great. And you? Good. Yeah, doing well. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. I was listening to the program. Very interesting. Uh, We're a smaller company, five, eight people salesmen running around this and whatever and i guess for our size company uh what would be the best uh, in your opinion somebody's opinion uh the best uh crm for our level of company keeping track of the basics on customers you know contacts this that and whatever 
also products used, products discussions, you know, meetings, that type of thing. I so think you pretty went pretty rudimentary. I think you went Gene Mark's opinion. I think so too. Uh, okay, Gene, you were just saying that they're all so good. Dave, yeah, yeah. So Dave, first of all, you you gave me the number. You said there's about five to eight people in your company, so that's helpful because there's CRMs for all different sizes companies. You know that would would make more sense. Are you guys um Are you guys a, a, an Outlook shop or a Gmail shop? Like, is uh, what do you guys use for your email? Yeah, pretty much Gmail. Gmail. Yep. Okay. And we do use uh, Outlook as well. I mean, there's both in there. You know. All right, that sounds good. And are you guys are you in one office or are you kind of spread you know spread out? Do you have uh, multiple? Primarily locations? in one office, but there's uh, uh, several people that travel quite a bit. You know, on the sales side of things. Right. So there's some communication from the outside, you know, that type of thing. Good. Okay, great. So let me give you three recommendations. Now, one of them I sell, right. which is Zoho, because um, I like Zoho a lot, and that is one of the products that we do sell. But because you're Gmail, you should look into Copper CRM, which I really like. Okay. And the third one is Insightly, I-N-S-I-G-H-T-L-Y. And by the way, I'm picking okay. those three out of about a, a list of 20 that come to my mind that would be fine okay. for you. But you know what? It's like in, in America nowadays, we have too many choices sometimes. So let's just narrow it down. Oh, yeah. um, all three oh, of yeah. those are priced about in the same range. They all have free oh. versions of the software as well. Um, they're all okay. cloud-based. They all have mobile access as well. So you can do anything from your iPhone or from your Androids as well. Um, okay. And the other thing that I like, you, you, my recommendation is for any one of those three, and I know there's only you know, five to eight of you guys, but if you can cough up a few hundred bucks or maybe as much as a thousand bucks and hire, you know, a consultant yeah. that specializes in one of those products and the vendors sure. can make recommendations, it'll be really well worth it because they'll, they'll point you in the right direction. They'll help you get yep. it set up. They'll train you a little bit yep. and they'll have you focus yep. on just what you do. Okay. So typically the, the uh, supplier of, of these items do have people or, or recommendations as far as companies that do this, that, they in do. Our area, Chicago area, for instance. They do. So, okay. great question. So, um, number one is you you ask the supplier of the company, and they should be able to provide you. Like Zoho has a whole channel of partners. We're one of hundreds, you know. So they okay. should recommend somebody to you that's local. If for some reason you're you're not having luck finding somebody, best place to go is on LinkedIn. And if you search around oh, for consultants yeah. and Zoho or consultant and you know Copper, um, you'll find okay. people that specialize. Don't. It's great to have somebody local to help you, but that may or may not be the deciding factor for you. If you find a good, smart person in Miami, I mean, we're in a cloud-based world, so they can just as well help you get things set up and do things remotely. And if they're the right person for the job, you know, I wouldn't let that hold you back. Can there be variations in price depending on the consultant that you go to? What What do you think about in that area? Yeah, that's a great question. So, Dave, so we charge 175 bucks an hour. And where by the hour now, but there is a whole range of prices, and I would say they range anywhere from a hundred to three hundred bucks an hour, depending on where you live. In San Francisco, it's eighteen thousand dollars an hour. It's unbelievable the price of things there. Uh, just kidding. Um, but Chicago, you know, if you're in the metro, are you in Illinois or where you're? You're near yeah, Chicago. Yeah, metro Chicago area. Okay. Metropolitan area. You bet. Okay, so, you know, one of the joys of living in Chicago is you have the Cubs, you have great pizza, and you're going to pay a little bit more for your consulting services because it's, it's a metropolitan area. But that shouldn't affect the, what you pay for the actual CRM service, no. right? That'll be the same regardless That's of who correct. you go to. That's correct. And like I said, any one of those should range you between, I'm using round numbers, 10 to 30 bucks a month a user. Um, but start out with the, one of their free versions and then play around with them. Um, and then, you know, go. I'm telling you, any one of those three you'll be fine with. Dave, okay, thank you for your phone call. Oh, our, uh, our, our exact requirements. But just to set it up with a consultant, give me an idea. Would it be 10 hours, 20 hours? You hit it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I would say over a 30 day period of time, somebody's going to spend somebody between one to three days of time. Okay. And that's somebody as a combination of you and the consultant, if that makes sense. Because you can be taught all of this stuff. You can learn it. It's just some clients I have, they're like, we don't even want to know. Just get the whole thing done for us. And then I have other clients who are like, we want to learn. You know, Teach us how to do this so we can share the work with you. But a typical 10-user CRM is like a one- to three-day setup time is what we found. Does that help, Dave? 
Yeah, it does. Thanks very much. Thanks, Thanks for your much. phone call. Appreciate it. If you have a comment or a question, give us a call. We're at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Let's go to Stuart in Maryland. Welcome to Mind Your Business, Stuart. Yeah, hi. How are you? Um, so my question, it really comes down to the, the challenges with implementation. Uh, <laughs> number one is the, the part about you know, getting the workforce behind it, um, also being able to justify it to, to management that the investment is worth it. So uh, if you could talk a little bit about that. We're right, right now we're managing two small businesses, one in Mexico and one in Puerto Rico, and we're trying to uh, sort of advance from our 20th century Excel spreadsheet to something more 21st century. Oh, I've got a whole speech about this, Stuart, so get ready. You're gonna, I hope you're on a long <laughs> drive right now. Um, so I, I just I just pulled over so I can take notes. Okay, that's good. <laughs> good so thinking. Yeah, so here's... Safety here's, first here. Here's the notes for me. This comes from 20 years of succeeding and failing in CRM implementations. There, I have the three laws that you must adhere to, all three of them, or else you will fail with your CRM system. So, you, so when you sell this to management and when you adopt this yourself, here are the three laws, okay? Number one, somebody internally has got to own the database, okay? It doesn't have to be an IT person. In fact, it shouldn't be an IT person. It should be a good administrator. But you need to assign responsibility of this database to somebody so that they're responsible for the accuracy and the completeness of the data, because that's all this is. And if it's wrong, if it's out of date, if there's information missing, it's not that person's fault, but it's their responsibility to not only fix it, but make sure that it gets, you know, that doesn't happen again. So you have to have an administrator. That's law number one, a go-to person. And you've got to invest in that person. Uh, get them trained. Make sure they've got you know got your back. That's number one. Number two, um, Stuart, the the owners of the company have got to buy into this thing. Like if you're right now doing like a like a pipeline on a spreadsheet or keeping track of certain things that way, um, and you say we're going to go to a CRM system, the owners of the company have got to be the ones to say starting on June first. We're not looking at those spreadsheets anymore. If it's not in the CRM system, it doesn't exist. No ifs, ands, or buts. They've got to be all in 100% or else you will fail. Okay? So that's the second law the owners have to buy in. And then the third law that I can give you is you must have good reports coming out of the system. Because in the end, Stuart, it's just a database and database has good information coming out of it. So that gets me back to the spreadsheets. So, you know, if you right now have a spreadsheet of, again, pending deals, turn that into a report in your CRM system and make sure that's coming out weekly or daily and that you're running your business off of reports from your CRM system. So if you have an administrator, if your owners buy in and you've got a couple, three good reports coming out of the system that everybody's using and working on, you'll succeed. If you have, if you don't have any one of those three things, you will fail, and don't don't do it. You'll 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 just drive yourself nuts. I hope that helps. Gene Stewart mentioned that he's got operations in Mexico and I think Puerto Rico. Does that make any difference? No, not really. I mean, it's a cloud world. It would have made a difference if we had this conversation like ten years ago. But I, you know, you guys are going to be sharing the same database, so. I'm assuming, Stuart, you've got phones and you've got the internet. So, you know, if you've got that admin, wherever that person is located, um, that person should be in charge of everybody. And the owners should have that admin's back. You know, so if that per that admin's job is to to wipe the nose and diaper your salespeople <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 just, and just beat them into shapes so that they're using the system. Stuart, does that help? Yeah, it's very helpful. You know, it's also uh, very important for us, not just the uh, the sales team, but the back office, you know, accounts uh, uh, payable, accounts receivable, those folks as well, um, to get them involved as well, because they're the ones who, after the sale, they're the ones who are making sure that, you know, the, the, the sale is executed successfully. Yeah, I got to so, tell you, uh, my story on accounts receivables, uh, I had a client, this was a few years ago in New Jersey, 
and they had this guy that came in. He was in charge of collections. His his, his name is Lou Mortoni. Okay, you can look this guy. Maybe he's retired. I'm sure he was 100 years old when he came in at the time. But anyway, Stuart, he used to he used he was their collections guy and their receivables, and he used their CRM system for all of his collections. So whenever he had a conversation, and this guy was brutal, man. He was like, yes, Mr. Smith, you told me last Wednesday at 1.32 p.m. that you were sending a check out, and now it's a week later, and we haven't received your check. And So he would just very diligently record all the conversations. And not only did it help out the controller of the company, but the sales and the service people saw those interactions. So if the customer would call up with a problem, they immediately were like, oh, this guy's like a collection issue. This guy's not even paying his bills. And that influenced their level or reaction times to services. So you bring up a really good point about accounting, receivables using it. So, so when you're watching The Sopranos, your thought is, boy, Tony really needed a good CRM. <laughs> he, did, he, it's, it's... he did. He could have used this Lou Mortoli guy. He would have been fantastic. You know, not a big guy, but he got he got the job done. So I, I do have a question. And I, don't, and I don't know if this is relevant to Stuart, but possibly Dave as well, is the question about looking forward about how fast that company's growing and being able to choose if you're going to go through this pain Go through the pain once that lasts That's a, a little question. longer. So how much should they be thinking ahead and planning that sort of growth that cycle? Such a, that is such a great question. So here, if you go, if, if you're looking for a CRM system and you go to that list on Capterra that I mentioned, for example, these sort of top 20 most popular systems, in my opinion, um, if you're under 50 users, five zero, you should be fine. With any of these applications on there, again, they they can handle for the typical business. That's it. now, once you start getting up to fifty, you know, thirty, forty, fifty, and beyond, then you need to maybe think, you know, of, of something more enterprise wide. It's kind of like you have two kids. The, the Honda Accord is working just fine. Then you have that third kid, and you get in the Odyssey, right? Mm-hmm. You got no choice, you know? So at some point, because of your business needs and, you know, scalability and integration with other stuff, you have to start considering the Honda Odysseys, the big boys of the world, the SAPs, the Oracles, the, you know, even the sales forces. Um, you know, I, you know I, that you'll hit that point. But if you're a small business and you've got less than 50 users, I think – those like top 20 main most popular applications on Captera will be fine. Stuart, hope we helped. Oh, very helpful. Really appreciate it all. And uh, uh, going to hit the road making sales calls right now. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks for your call, Stuart. Drive safely. Um, if you ha- have a question or a comment about customer relations software, give us a call. 1-844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. Uh, we need to take a quick break. Uh, Gene, when you, the last few times you've been here, we've talked about your attempts to launch a training service yeah. for Zoho. Yeah. You've had some ups and downs yeah. with that. Uh, we always rake you over the calls a little bit. Uh, when we come back, maybe we'll get an update on how that's doing. Yes. Um, Celeste, you must be uh, sitting there with your uh, old-fashioned... Uh, 70s or 80s version of a CRM system. Is this uh, driving you a little crazy talking it, about this it topic? It is. I have so many questions. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, of course, it, what, what it would com- have to happen for you to be able to go ahead and uh, and upgrade? We would have to leave our government funders behind and move on to a different model. Doesn't uh, sound like an option. See. All no. right. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that topic for yes. another day. <laughs> uh, we will be right back uh, for more with Gene Marks and your calls. Our producer, Michelle Stucker, is standing by. If you've got a question or a comment, call us at 1-844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Mind Your Business. I'm Lauren Feldman. My co-host is Celeste Corrado, and this is Business Radio powered by the Warren School on Sirius XM 132. You're listening to Mind Your Business with the Wharton Small Business Development Center. Here again, Lauren Feldman and Celeste Corrado. Welcome back to Mind Your Business. I'm Lauren Feldman. I'm here with my co-host, Celeste Corrado, director of the Wharton Small Business Development Center. We're speaking with Gene Marks, whose business, The Marks Group, is a consulting firm that helps businesses with their technology needs and who writes about technology issues for Forbes and just about every other publication you've ever heard of. Uh, you can also follow him on Twitter, at Gene Marks. That's Gene, G-E-N-E, Marks, M-A-R-K-S. 
Um, we've been talking about small business technology and taking your calls, mostly about customer relations management software. Customer relationship management. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jane. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. I, I make them. See, he really is an expert. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's take a phone call now. Bob in California. Welcome to Mind Your Business. Hi. How are you? Uh, just a quick question Please. from a query. Can you guys hear me? Okay. We can. All right. So, just a quick question from a query writing standpoint for the non-IT professional who happens to find himself running a contact center. Um, when you get uh, senior management asking for specific data asks, do any of these small systems lend themselves to easy query writing? Yeah, I'm, um, for someone who doesn't know SQL backwards and forwards. Yeah, that's the, uh, it's actually a great question. Gee, first explain v- yeah, well, what query writing is. So, uh, so you know what 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 Bob is is asking for for the layman out there is that you've got this database out there and. Like we've been talking about before, it's all about the data. Um, so Bob wants to get information out of the system. So some of these systems come with just like standard reports, and you're like stuck with using those reports. Um, but that's you know th- that's not that's not the case anymore. Um, back in the day, you you would have to hire somebody to write queries. Um, SQL as SQL SQL is what the, the the sort of database format is that a lot of these systems use. Um, you need to have an expertise for doing that, and and it, it took some skills. Nowadays, though, guys, I mean, um, Bob, when you when you buy any of the, the the sort of you know mainstream CRM systems that are out there, they provide um, quite advanced tools for creating custom queries. You don't even have to build reports out of them if you don't want to. Um, plus, they almost all of them, at least they're enterprise versions. So you might have to pay a little bit more. Have APIs, which are application programming interfaces like connectors into the databases so that you could pull data out and write queries with them. And one other thing, Bob, I don't know if you're uh, considering a CRM system or not, but um, when you're looking at a CRM system, look at the vendor's marketplace. They all have marketplaces where they have partners and developers that, that create apps for their application. And the good ones always have a handful of advanced reporting and query tools that you can buy you know or subscribe to that are that are uh, you know customized to work with your CRM system and then provides you that much more flexibility to get the data out so i hope that helps but the answer is yeah i we have never ran into any brick walls bringing data out of any of the CRM systems and putting it into a format of reports and and queries for our clients does that does that help even ad hoc yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah ad hoc. that's perfect thank you Yep, you got it. Thanks for the call, Bob. Appreciate it. If you've got a qu- question or a comment, please give us a call. We're at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Geneva in California, welcome to Mind Your Business. Hi. Uh, so my business is uh, we own a fleet of food trucks. Okay, and, cool. And uh, my question is not so much more customer-based, but definitely spreadsheet-related. Um, I'm trying to find a way to track all of the mechanic expenses and then also uh like run a report at the end of each quarter on which trucks are having which repairs right um, made like quarterly right so for starters that first of all that does sound like a like a spreadsheet exercise geneva but i bet you if you're putting these transactions in it becomes sort of uh, you know you know tough to pull the information out or put it into the format yeah. that you want you know, so a couple of pieces of advice for you on that. Number one is um, this is like an accounting exercise, right? This is yeah, uh, you know these are these are expenses for your trucks. Um, so I'm assuming you get an invoice in from a mechanic, and maybe that mechanic worked on let's say two or three different trucks of yours, right? right. So yeah. rather than doing double entry and putting this information into a CRM system, which you could, what you mm-hmm. want is you want to track that better through your accounting system. So are you guys using like QuickBooks or something like that? Yes, QuickBooks. Okay. So QuickBooks, um, QuickBooks Online will do this for you. You can code expenses so that just imagine you get the invoice from the vendor. Um, you've got a record in there for the vendor. You put the invoice in, and then you can have you know you you segregate out the charges, and you you have the ability to code each of the charges, and you would code them based on some some code you make up for each truck. So you know code A, B, and C, 
And once you put in that invoice that way, not only can you pay it and track it as just an overall expense, but then you can create a custom report from QuickBooks that'll pull you out saying, okay, here's the expenses, here's our mechanic, you know, our maintenance and repairs expense by truck, by mechanic, by month or by week, you know, or whatever period that you want. Um, you can do that in that format. Oh, okay. So my advice to you is to, you should go to, to Intuit's website, find a QuickBooks partner, and if you don't find one on their site, you, again, you can look on LinkedIn. There's a lot of QuickBooks partners out there. And say to them, I need this report coming out of my system every week. You know, repairs by truck, by mechanic. And a good QuickBooks partner will not only teach you how to put the information in, but they can create a custom report for you out of QuickBooks that can do that. And I'd rather you do that than, than do double entry and waste your time putting that into a CRM system. I see. And the QuickBooks partner, that is uh, like a, a, a representative from QuickBooks that could Great walk question. through the process? Great question. It's, no, they're not like an employee of Intuit, but what they are is they're sort of, they're a partner for, for QuickBooks. So they've been hopefully authorized, and you can ask them for that, and certified. Like, you know, we did, we were a QuickBooks partner, so we have to become certified to do that. And different QuickBooks partners have different expertise, right? But then they're going to charge you. So um, it depends. You're in where in California are you? Are you in Southern California? Yes, Los Angeles. Yeah, in Los Angeles area. So again, you're in a big metro area. So you might pay a QuickBooks partner, I don't know, 150, 100 bucks an hour uh, to do this work, and it might take them five or ten hours worth of work to do between you know sitting, you know, reconfiguring QuickBooks for you, teaching you what to do, and then creating the report. But I don't know if you spend 500 bucks or a thousand bucks over the long term you'll be able to get a lot of great information to help you run the business better. It's probably a good investment to make. So Yeah, it's definitely a good investment. Yep. Dean, before we let Geneva go, I'm, I'm curious. She did not call about uh, CRMs. Right. Uh, but you said before that any business sh could have a CRM. Sure. How about a food truck business? Do you think there would no be No doubt a about it. Now, Geneva, when you called, you called about a, a financial issue, an accounting issue. And I, sometimes people confuse accounting issues and CRM issues and, you know, and, and, uh, but you know, that you focus on that, but that doesn't mean that, you know, a food truck business should not have a CRM. And the reason why is because everybody that's touch if, if you have everybody that buys something from your, from your food trucks, if you have a VIP club, if you ask for basic contact information, when they buy from you, if you can capture an email address, then right there, you can build sort of campaigns to offer them like special offers. Hey, we're going to be in this neighborhood at this day. And, you know, um, you'll come by us. We're, we're offering this certain thing. It's a way to Keep in touch with your community and build a bigger community um, through outreach that way. Plus, you've got your mechanics, you've got your, you know, the people that are working, that your employees, other partners for your business. I think you want to track notes about them, communications with them, you know, activities that you have with them, all in one place. An accounting system can't do that. So, are you doing that, Geneva? No, we're not. But it's actually something that I've been uh, trying to kind of start to incorporate um, with our trucks. So the business that I took over is a family-owned business. My dad started it over 30 years ago, and I'm slowly trying to kind of get everything in order as far as, uh, you know, tracking all the mechanic expenses where before my dad was just kind of doing it, you know, Seat of the remembering pants. things and, you know, not necessarily doing them the business, you know, way that they teach you in school. Uh, so I'm slowly trying to get everything um, in order. And for now, it's, you know, the mechanic expenses and things of that nature. And soon enough, it will be the customer relations portion of it. So I am, I just kind of stumbled upon this radio station and I love it. So I'm, I'm definitely taking notes all the time and just trying to figure out how I can better the business. Yep. Well, well, one thing at a time. You. One thing at a time, for sure. Well, and, and yeah. what was neat about your call is is it definitely was the right right call in in terms of a database. What was interesting is Gene already sort of made that leap to like, okay, what is it that you're tracking? As are you tracking the expenses, the trucks, or the person? And or a, a personal contact, so um, that's the only nuance. It's still a database. It's right. just that's you know, right. what are you tracking? What are you trying to do with that that's info? Right. Geneva, thank you for your call. Best of luck with your business. And as you progress, uh, 
call us back. Let us know how you're doing. And if we can help with something else in the future, we'd love to do it. I definitely will. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. You're welcome. If you've got a question or a comment, call us at 1-844-WARDEN. That's 1-844-942-7866. Gene, we promised we'd talk a little bit about your uh, Zoho training uh, venture. Ugh. You started, essentially uh, expanded the business, a, a separate unit, yeah. to focus on training people. Uh, people um you've struggled you've told us in the past you struggled a little bit yeah. and, primarily with marketing i think yeah yeah I'm where, where, where do things stand thing. now what's yeah, going on so this has been going on now it's almost six months we uh launched this new site to provide online training for zoho which is one of the crm applications that we sell and the idea was going to pro- we're providing throughout the day live training that anybody can plug into and and attend their classes that way and we were selling a subscription for doing you know for doing that and um, we weren't selling very many. I mean, people were um, people were just not signing up. And um, so I just recently, within the past two months, uh, we've decided to pivot. So we're cutting back on the training, and now we've been like really hard at work creating videos, hundreds of videos that are be on demand, so that people, if they want to get their training, they can watch the same stuff on demand. Initially, it was oh, some kind of webinar or something. People yeah. had to be there in a people at a actually had time. to be there because people were you know we were asking for feedback, saying like you know why aren't people signing up? And and uh, the people that we were able to get feedback from were, were like, well, dude, you're like giving training at like two in the afternoon. I kind of have a business to run, you know. So, but I I I need the training. I just would like to look at it at 10 o'clock at night uh, when I'm able to. Um, And then the other twist is with a value add is that we'll have the videos, but then we're adding a service component to it as well so that if you have questions, we'll respond to them right away. So it's not just like a YouTube video where you're just on your own. We'll provide the answers. And then plus, uh, when you sign up as a subscriber, we're giving you a block of hours that we will personally spend with you every year. Um, to help you with whatever you want, training and setup and customization, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's the ticket right now. We'll find out soon because we're just now we're we're redoing the website. But I tell you the biggest lesson that I learned in all of this these adventures for you guys both, and for if you're listening out here and you're launching a product online, I made this big mistake with AdWords. Like I spent a bunch of money on AdWords, right? Like, I don't know, like 20 grand over like in, in late 2018 was a lot of money to spend with AdWords. And we attracted a lot of people to my site. I mean, AdWords will work. Um, and, you know, that's well, it's a whole other conversation about the type of visitors that you have. But we did attract a, a, a lot of visitors to our site and nobody bought, nobody signed up. And the reason, the reason why is because our, our product stunk. You know, it wasn't what the market wanted, right? That's why it wasn't happening. Well, clarify that. It stunk in the sense that people couldn't do it when they wanted to That's do it? right. Or did you find that people were who did do it were un- unhappy no, with the quality a, no. of the training? No, we did have sign-ups, that? and they were happy with that. I so mean, the, the product didn't stink. It no. just wasn't as available as yeah, people wanted it to the be. Wrong one. It's not that it stunk. It's just that it's um, it, it wasn't as um, as acceptable as I thought it was going to be for other you know, a lot of people. The people that, that subscribe like it and are using it and are renewing it and they're whatever, but it was a much smaller percentage of people out there than I thought. So it's not <laughs> like you made a mistake in your campaign. I mean, you got the right people. The people who came, mm. uh, whatever keyword you were using they were they were interested in this service they were just disappointed in what they'd have to do to actually get it it's true the the mistake that i made is that um i overestimated the market share do you know what i mean like i you know uh, you know i wanted you know a thousand people say to sign up and only a hundred people signed up do you know what i'm saying so and the hundred people that signed up for you know are, are happy with what they're gotten but it's just 900 people that i was expecting to didn't because it wasn't what they want. It wasn't Did you go appealing. into this expecting to spend twenty thousand dollars on yeah, this campaign? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was maybe that was the mistake. Yeah. Maybe you needed to test it uh, yes. before you. Yes. So you spent- hit it right on the head. Now I'm going to go back to Google AdWords at some point. Okay. I mean, it's it's fun to do, and I'm certainly not betting the farm on this. You know. But here's the lesson that I learned, which is this: Un- until you figure out that your product that you're selling is actually a sellable product. And you do that in a test environment, you know. Um, don't spend a lot of money on ad. The only time you should be spending money on AdWords is to grow your customer base, not to find your customer base, you know. And I learned that the hard way. Can can we go? I, I, that is a huge lesson, first yeah. of all, and probably and an expensive I, one. I, I think tough to figure out on, you know, 
in ret, you know, only in hindsight. Yes. So uh, the if we back up on some of your decision making, like how did you even come to the point that you knew that the product was in demand and it was just the training and availability? How did you even get that from the data that you were? How did you figure that out? Because that's a classic question. It's a really good question. So it's tough to figure that out. I mean, when we talk to the people that signed up for the service, um, they're happy to talk. Oh, we like it. This is what we wanted and all that kind of stuff. How do you find out from all the people that didn't sign up for the service why they didn't sign up? That is not an easy thing to do because people, it's not like we're tracking them. So what we did, Celeste, is um, we added um, some white papers and some things that people that visited the site could download, right? And we got downloads. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, a couple of hundred okay. downloads. So from that database, I think this would be a, a white paper about some aspect about Zoho yeah. of so using you, you Zoho. Guys, so the idea is they respond. They they oh they clicked on an ad for getting help with Zoho or Zoho training. They hit our site. Oh, interesting. They downloaded the white paper, but they mm-hmm. didn't sign up for the service. So then I'm like, why why didn't they do that? So we reached out to them and we said, why you know. Um, and of course, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, a lot of people didn't respond. They're like, hey man, I don't have time to deal with you. But we did get some people that did tell us um, and said, well, it's just not what we were looking for. We needed something more on demand, which is why we're making our changes. Yeah, so, so that's neat that you at least had a piece of data to go on or insight yeah. because a lot of times there isn't. Yeah. And you're trying to make good. a hypothesis on yeah. this. Would have been neater before I spent 20 grand. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I don't know if you could do that hindsight. So, so what are you going to do this time? Now you've you've changed the product. Yeah. You've yeah. gone in the direction of video. Uh, we feel it's going to kill. It's gonna, <laughs> right? How are yeah. you going to market them? Uh, on a much, much smaller scale. So we're going to do very small. We're doing more SEO. Pay per click again. Yep, pay per click, but very not twenty grand. I, you know, I'd like to get just a, a few, few like hundred visitors that are qualified that visit the site that you know that just to see if they're buying. And I got news for you: if they're not buying, I'm not. I don't know if I care right now. The reason why, you know, what I mean, I just yeah. want to know: are they are they buying? If we get a few hundred people to the site from some small AdWords spending, and we have a high rate of you know of people that are signing up. Then I'm like, this is awesome, man. Let's spend more money and attract more people. So we will see. Next time I come back, I'll let you know how oh, that's going. We're looking forward to if I arrive, about it. If I arrive in a Bentley, you'll know things are going well. Do you, do you <laughs> have if any... I'm, if I'm coming on the trolley from downtown, well, uh, you know. Do you have any enough. early indications? Do you no. do you know that people are who use the videos find them useful? We don't. We are still... We're relaunching the site. So I, I don't have that. All I have it is in my head. And what I've learned is that what, what's in my head is not reality. Yes. <laughs> so we have, yeah, we have to wait for actual facts. Celeste, can you imagine spending an hour talking about CRMs <laughs> with anybody else besides Gene Marks? No, I can't, but it went by so fast. Somehow it really he did. manages to do yes, it. Yes, he does. I say we do another hour right now. I don't <laughs> yes. know what schedule. Uh, Let's I think, extend this I thing. I have more questions. Sirius <laughs> says something else, uh, Gene, but thanks for the offer. Uh, but we will have you back, and we yeah. will talk about CRMs Let's again. Let's keep going. Thanks so much for joining us. If you want to keep up with Gene, uh, check out marksgroup.net or follow him on Twitter at Gene Marks. You can find Celeste at the Wharton Small Business Development Center. Um, Celeste, we got to get you a new CRM. What are we going to do? Uh, I'm going to talk some more. <laughs> has this inspired that? you? It has. It has. There, there must be some product out there that's cheap enough that she could just do it's, it on her own without getting the government approval. You need a product that pays you, right? <laughs> that's what we got to look for, oh, the perfect solution. Oh, well, that would be novel, yes. <laughs> if you've liked what you've heard here, uh, you can see more of this kind of thing at the Oxford Morning Report, a daily newsletter with must-reads for entrepreneurs. You can find it by Googling Oxford uh, Morning Report. You can also find me on Twitter, at L Feldman. We've run out of time, but we're here live Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Our thanks to Dion Simpkins, our audio engineer, and Michelle Stucker, our producer. Until next time, I'm Lauren Feldman. And I'm Celeste Corrado. And this has been Mind Your Business on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.